0: Hey, what's going on everyone? This is Joseph. I want to thank you so much for tuning in this week to Tribe Podcast. What a great time it is to be alive and to be a believer in Christ as His majesty is on full display this year, 2022. And um, at our gathering this week, we really explored what that looks like in our lives and and how we're meant to be mirrors of that majesty and how we're meant to impact the culture by reflecting the image of Christ in our own lives and in our own walks. We did that through looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, talking about the Holy Spirit and the freedom He brings in every aspect of our lives and how He allows us to truly be transformed into the image of Christ. So I hope this this message really lifts you up and edifies you. It's, it's, it's really impacted my life and my thought process and my walk um, personally. So. I hope that it does that for you as well. And I hope you're having a great week. Be blessed. Psalm 93. Psalm 93 out of the Passion Translation says this. Look, Yahweh now reigns as king. Look. I feel like this, this year is the year of Yahweh's majesty. It's on display. And I, I know that, that that can just be words if you don't look. In order to look, you have to look away from something. He's calling us to look upon him. Look. Look. And everything that I, that I see, I, I, I'm just, I'm blown away in the short period of time. Of 2022. I'm blown away by how things look differently to me. Because I have this this belief, I I have come into an agreement with this word of majesty. And I feel like while I'm driving, this city looks different to me. I feel like I see a little bit more on it. I'm looking for His majesty. And I am seeing his majesty. Do you understand the, the depth of look? What do you mean I'm looking? I'm looking. I, I, don't, where, I, don't, I just don't feel these same things. It takes the initial step of holiness. It takes the initial step of set yourself apart. Holy unto him. And I'm telling you, when you can get all of that other junk to fade away, you can look upon the majesty that is in 2022. And I, it, it almost pains me to even say 2022 because I am so much about not the time and space, but from glory to glory. But I'm telling you, he's highlighting something about this year. And He's. If, if I believe that this isn't a word for just this house. I believe that this is a word for, for many, but I believe that this is the the vessel where he's imparting his leaven for this to go out from this house, not just from Facebook or social media or the ways in a digital way, but literally that we become infected with the majesty of the king and we bring that into this earth, into our city, into our county, and it's going to take us being saturated in the convincing and the belief that his majesty is attainable, his majesty is visible, his majesty is on display in this year 2022 within the roaring 20s the greatest days of our life look yahweh now reigns as king he has covered himself with majesty and strength wearing them as his splendor garments I know this is written a long time ago. I, w- I want you to see it as if, as if one of you wrote it today. This is something that Yahweh is speaking today. This is a now word. This is what is taking place right now. Right now. Not last Sunday, not, not yesterday, not, not in, your, in your secret place this week. I'm talking about today. Look, Yahweh now reigns as king. He has covered himself with majesty and strength, wearing them as his splendor garments. Regal power surrounds him as he sits securely on his throne. As he sits securely on his throne. As he sits securely. Securely on his throne. He's not shaken, he's not moved. There's no question. He's in charge of it all. Say that. He's in charge of it all. Say it again. He's in charge of it all. He's in charge of it all. All. Very powerful word in the scripture. All. All. He's in charge of everything. Of all of it. Of every little thing within this nation, within this globe, within the pandemic, within our church, within other churches, with the move of God on this planet, he's in charge of it all. With the climate, he's in charge, the entire world, and he knows what he's doing. He chooses He chooses to let his glory stream from us. He chooses to allow us to be the vessels in which that glory flows, in which things are accomplished on this planet. But make no mistake of who's seated on the throne. And make no mistake of who's in charge. And make no mistake that his plan surely will come to pass and his plan is perfect. He doesn't need your help because you read it on Google. On WebMD. On. Sounds like all the symptoms I'm experiencing. I will die in three days. <laughs> no, man, you stubbed your toe. It's gonna be all right. And if you would be convinced, convinced, convinced that He is seated on the throne and that His plan surely will come to pass, then there does not need to be any worry, any doubt, any fear, any question. Be sure of this. His plans. He is the commander of angel armies. The the issue today is that the church, His sons and daughters are not convinced of that. Oh yeah, we'll read it we'll put it on our our kids above their beds and you were fearfully and wonderfully made before you were formed you were known We'll we'll declare that we're baptized with fire and that there's Holy Spirit power. We'll we'll declare and we will, especially around Easter time, declare that he he is a resurrected king. And we will celebrate it and we will have the greatest celebration. And we'll get people to come in here. We'll get people to just flood these places. And then when something in our nation goes a little bit shaky, we do one of two things. Either we continue to spread fear or we commercialize it. We start to say, well, we have the answer. Come here. Let me give you our prophetic view on this. And then that prophetic thing never takes place and doesn't doesn't do anything. Well, we've got a new one. We're going to have another conference of what's going to take place this year. And I'm telling you, a generation is waking up saying, I want this thing to be real. I want to get real. I want to taste something wild. I want to step into places that are truly on fire and have something authentic. I want to walk into a room and my body be healed because that's what I read in the Bible. I heard you've spoken about a man, and then you've said scriptures like the same spirit that raised him from the dead now lives within you. Where is the evidence? Where is the fruit? And instead of the church rising up to the occasion and calling themselves, pulling themselves into holiness and saying, Yahweh, show me your ways. Show me, show me your ways that I may know you. Thank you, Ben, for that gift. That, that, that if, he, if, if, if the church would step into that instead of wondering how they can be the answer and start pointing them towards the source. Stop trying to be the answer and start being evidence of a source. Stop speaking fear and start living love and power. Things would be a whole lot, and I'm telling you, the tide is turning. Because there are these places that are authentic, and we are one of those, where he is putting leaven into this place, into this house, and he's saying, I trust you with my ways. I'm giving you my ways. I'm giving you my majesty. I'm giving you my glory. Now take it into the earth. Keep your mouth shut if you have anything other than love. Like, like bind up those, those words of hate and fear and disapproval and everything else and only speak when the Father speaks and only do what you see the Father do outside of the need consciousness of this day and stepping into the will consciousness that Jesus walked this planet with. That's where he got the power from. He said, apart from him, I do nothing. And we've got so many people trying to do a lot of things. I've told this story before, but it, it it fits so so good here. Is that when we were when we were building the ark, when we were building this building over here, and we we're putting everything back together and doing all that kind of stuff, fun times, Jerry, right? <laughs> when we were doing all of those things, uh, one of the things that I really really wanted was to have lanterns outside that had flames in them. I just thought that would be really really glorious, really just manifest the presence of Jesus right here, flicker flames, they have them in like Rosemary Beach, they have them in uh, Charleston, and they're just like a really pretty feature, and I wanted those, and so we went to the the light fixture place, I guess, and um, uh, they, they had them, and so we got that thing all set up, and then we realized that because of regulations and they don't want places to burn down for some reason, you can't have them so close to the, to the roof. So we weren't able, there's no way we could, we could do it. So they weren't going to be able to be that. And so the, the lady in there goes, she goes, well, you know what? We actually do have, we, we do have these lights that are flicker flame, and you cannot tell the difference. She was like, they're right over there. And from a distance, I looked, and I was like, perfect. Those are exactly what we're looking for. It has the look, like it has the feel, like let's go with those. She's like, okay, come over here, let me show you. We have a couple options. As I'm getting closer and closer, I'm realizing that the glass on the outside is as foggy as it can possibly be. And I'm like, well, what's in there? And so she opens it up, and there's this fake-looking, disgusted me Light and i realized i'd be settling to get that there's something about it and i was just like you know what we'll we'll find something else we have beautiful lanterns out there now but we're not going to do the fake flicker flame and i and i believe that this is this is so much of where we are as a not i'm take that away we're we are a a flame but what the church has become in so many ways, the religious system, we talk about the poli- political system a lot, but the religious system has become so foggy because they've been feeding into the politi- political system, and it's a poison, but they're, they, it's like they have, they have the, the image... They have a a kind of something in there that people are drawn to because they think it's the real thing and they're like, yes, yes. But then they get there and it's kind of foggy and if they ever were to touch it, they're not catching fire themselves because it's not real. And we have to step in a place of clarity... We have to be a clear vessel of his fire, of his flame as a church, as believers. We, If you're not going to be authentically holy, if you're not going to be authentically set apart, holy unto what he is saying today, then don't go around declaring his name. Just don't. Keep it to yourself until you can come to a place of holiness because what we are are reflections of the king. We are reflections of, of, of heaven. In fact, the Bible says be holy Because he is holy. It says be perfect like he is perfect. What is the Bible saying? The Bible is not saying that you can do anything necessarily to become that perfection. It's talking about completeness. Because you need him in order to be perfect, in order to be complete. But what it's saying is that you are a reflection of of Yahweh. Yeshua on this planet was a reflection of his father. So if we aren't true reflections, clear reflections of the Father, then we should not be the ones declaring his name. And I think that that's where the church has lost credibility because there's no Holy Ghost power pulsing through the church. It is actually evidence of his love. That He cares that there is power behind the words that you say and it's not supposed to be the best of five It's not supposed to be that every once in a while things take place It's supposed to be that when people come into your presence They actually come into the presence of a king. They come into the presence of his majesty And i've learned over these past three to four years in this place because of necessity That I cannot do anything apart from him and have any kind of power or any kind of success And you can't either. doesn't matter the platform. It doesn't matter the situation. Apart from him, we are nothing. But with him, all things are possible. He does all things well through you. Eternity is your home. Let me start in verse 2. Lord, you have reigned as king from the very beginning of time. Eternity is your home. Eternity is your home. Chaos once challenged you. The raging waves lifted themselves over and over high above the ocean's depth. Letting out their mighty roar yet at the sound of your voice. Man, come on. Yet at the sound of your voice they were all stilled by your might. He, this is, there's nothing new under the sun. And, and I, and I'm telling you that, that as things start to change and start to move in your life, one of the biggest things, one of the most important things, one of the, the most vital things is that we're able to see Yahweh as he is seated, see Yeshua as he is seated on the throne. But also see him as Abba and see Jesus as a friend and understand that those two things keep us in perfect balance as a son. Not not back and forth and wishy-washy. And if you ever find yourself into that place, go back to a place of holiness. Let me keep reading. I'll get to this. Yet at the sound of your voice, they were all stilled by your might. What a majestic king filled with power. Nothing could ever change your royal decrees. They will last forever. Listen to me. Holiness is the beauty that fills your house. You are the ones... You are the one who abides forevermore. Holiness is the beauty that fills your house, that I might behold your beauty. Holiness is the beauty that fills your house. Now, let me tell you this. If history is a guide, I could say that historically, as I speak this message, I'm going to throw a a random number out there, but let's say 97% of you will hear this word and agree with it initially. You might take it home with you and you might give yourself a little bit of holiness. But when Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday and then finally Sunday comes along, your life will not be holy. That wasn't very nice. But it's true. It doesn't mean that you're, you don't, don't, mix, don't mix the righteousness and holiness. And, and, and I'm not talking you're this bad person and you're just filthy and whatever else. I'm not saying that. But holiness, being set apart, holy unto him. There's a good chance, if history is our guide, that I'll need to speak this message again next week. I've been speaking it for the past four years. Let's not let that be the case. Let's let's change that percentage around. I'm telling you, I, I don't I don't believe I don't believe in church. I don't believe in the in the the whole uh, what what church has become. I don't believe I believe in the gathering. I believe the gathering of sons and daughters and people drawn together by the Holy Spirit. But I don't believe in the sense of putting on a show so that we can just keep. This thing going and keep the church alive and and read a scripture and and say amen and the young people can get it tattooed on their arm and the old people can, you know, say back in my day we used to live like no I, I'm talking about I want to go back to the beginning I want to go back to the garden I want to walk as a true son and a true daughter here on this planet I want to be who he called me to be I want to be who I was before I was formed in my mother's womb I want to live in a day of the unseen I want to to be more convinced of that world than I am of this world, and I want to walk with a people, with a tribe, into the glory and the goodness of Yahweh, yeah, that we experience his goodness like the waters cover the sea, yeah. meaning that it's, it's, as, it's as likely for his goodness to be on this planet as it is for water to be wet. But we are meant to be a reflection of him. And if we ever get out of that mentality and we try to force feed a generation and we try to force people into the kingdom, then, then we're doing nothing except shooting the next generation in the foot and not giving them any kind of stronghold. What Frank and Leo and Mila and Josiah and Ellie and, and all of these kids up here need to see. They need to see people on fire and not little flicker flames hidden behind fog glass because they want to come to church. They need to see people that are on fire because they sat in their room holy unto him and when Yahweh said turn Facebook off, they turned Facebook off. And when they when he said turn the politics off, you turn the politics off. And when he said turn the pandemic crap off, you turn the pandemic stuff off and you and you and you and you became holy unto him and I can and it would if I sugarcoated it and told you you could live both lives I would not be doing you any kind of justice I've, tr- I've tried I've tried the both the both and thing and it does not work be holy because he's holy try it go try the practical side of holiness and I'm going to tell you, it's just like in the very beginning of when we stepped into this role, I had a prophetic word that what's going to take place in this time is that there's going to be so many people that got used to they, that you are you are lions, you are wild animals, like you, you have that within you. And you know it's kind of bursting out like innately you feel something different and and Yahweh's opening that gate for us to run wild. But what can take place is that 3 o'clock dinner bell rings and you come back to try to feed and there's nothing there because you've said I choose holiness. I choose a new day. I choose freedom and wild and what I was created, designed to be. And you try to go back to those things that once were, that once fed you, and they no longer produce any fruit, and there's no longer food that, you can, that can sustain you. And it it's doesn't seem very, very good. It doesn't seem very, uh, uh, very right. It seems like things are a little bit in turmoil. What, what, what happens if I don't know what's going on in the world? Well, they might sneak one by me. If I don't get this post out, with what I Google researched and also on some Fox News, if I don't get this post out, then people will not be aware of what's going on. And they won't be able to change what they're doing and change how they're thinking. I'm, I'm letting his glory be known. Actually, the Bible says it's the kindness of the Lord that leads men to change the way that they think. So if you're spewing anything other than kindness, which I haven't seen the Joe Biden kindness post. Or on the other end, the Donald Trump kindness post. I'm telling you what, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to say this from this pulpit right now. The Donald Trump Jesus thing is absolutely insane. You don't think you're doing it. It's not, it's not even funny. It's not a funny thing. I'm telling you, the church has put Donald Trump in a place that only Yeshua should be. He is not the savior of this world. There's one savior. His name is Yeshua, Jesus the Christ. And if you are convinced of anything other than that, your perception has been skewed and it will lead to death no matter how moral and good it is. It's not true enough. Don't put anybody in that, not a preacher, not, not, a, not, a, not, a, not a political leader, not a king. There is nobody that should be seated on the throne of your heart of hope like Yeshua, Doesn't mean he can't use people. Doesn't mean that Donald Trump's a bad guy. Doesn't even mean that Joe Biden's a good guy. I'm not here to be on either side. I'll never be that way. That's not what I'm called to. I'm called to pull you into, to help myself be pulled into another world so that that world can affect and infect and change this world. That heaven comes to earth, not because we just died, had a strange situation this morning I didn't even tell Eva about this because I didn't really realize that until I was driving home what what took place I'm trying to get uh, I had some I had some things in the back of Eva's car that she'd asked me to get out before I left and so I was getting that out and all of a sudden a FedEx driver backs up into our where our house is which is blocking me in from getting out and I'm kind of in a little bit of a hurry like wanting to go and I'm like it's Sunday I don't didn't even know you delivered on Sunday but anyways, FedEx is open for business. So if you have a package coming, it could come today. It's not Chick-fil-A. So it, it, it backs up into my driveway, and he, and he gets out, and he's kind of a, a little bit of a rough-looking guy. And he's, like, and he's like, hey, I got a big package for you. Um, can I just back up here and deliver? I'm like, well, I mean, you're, you did it. So, Yeah. So I'm putting this stuff in there, and he and he gets to in there and he goes, "Hey, man, it's a little bit of a bigger package because we had to order a desk, and he said, "It's a little bit of a bigger package. You think you could help me out?" And I was like, Now I'm doing your job for you, okay But I was like, "Of course, absolutely." So I go over, he drops the package down, I get out there and I'm like, uh, could could we put it over here on our back porch?" And he's like, "Sure." So we lifted it up, and when we lift it up, we, we kind of catch eyes. Now listen to me. I'm not catching eyes with any man. <laughs> Except for Jesus, I'm not, we ain't catching eyes. When I lock eyes with you, like that's not, like no. It's not playing in the back of my head. So it feels weird telling the story, but in some weird way, and this dude also did not look like a guy that wants to lock eyes with any man. But we lift this thing up, and we we lock eyes, and from the time I took this package over to there, we didn't just keep looking at each other's eyes. But we did walk, and he just kept saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. I was like, bro, I got you. It's all good. You know, thanks for delivering. No, no, thank you, thank you. Hey, thank you. And I was like, what is wrong with this cat? So I put it down. He stopped, and he just kept looking me in my eyes, and he was like, man, thank you. thank you. Thank, you have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. And he went and got in his car and drove off, and I was like, what the heck was that? Thankfully, he's out of the way. I get in my car, and I start driving, and he said, my majesty was on full display through you. He saw something on me because I've chosen a life of holiness, separated. He didn't come to me and see what he saw on everybody else when he delivered stuff. You understand there's a difference, there's a difference in in what holiness will do, what being set apart away from this world and away from all the politics and what's happening in Congress and what's happening in the church and what's happening, all that stuff and just coming to a place of secret where the Father starts to put something on you that that changed people to where they say thank you. They don't know what, I have no idea what changed. I, probably in his heart he was just saying thank you for this, but there was something he could not get out. And I'm telling you, I could see it in his eyes that some, he needed to thank me for something that was on me. And we are mirrors of the unseen world. I'll say it this way. We're, reflection, we're mirrors, period. We're reflecting something. And most people don't need to say thank you to you. Thank you to the church. They, they need an apology. Because we're reflecting a world that we're not of. And I don't believe that this is this people. I just want to call this people back into complete holiness, set apart. There's these things like, I, I know that sometimes it's, it, this is tough. And I, moral things are moral and they're good. There there are things in this nation that I want to see take place. My natural side wants to see take place. But if I let that be the light, if I let that be the drive the, the light unto my feet, if I if I let that if I let that morality and that good thing here on earth be my driving cause, I will be nothing. There's a there's a thing I, I was I was out hunting um the other day. And uh had just uh, shot this I mean, it was at least a 21 point buck, I mean, <laughs> he's a beast. Um, something like that, Mike, I, I could be a little mixed up, but it was, it was close to that. It's a big old deer. <laughs> anyways, but uh, but I'm out there in the woods, and I'm going'm going to go look for him, and and I'm, and Mike actually was out there with me, and we and we got to this place, and I just stopped, and I just like looked up at the stars. And it was, it's insane. If you haven't, you, you, I know everybody has experienced this, where you've gotten to a place where it is pitch black, and there's, there's no lights, there's no outside light that's shining, and you can look up and see so many stars. you It's like you can see space. You can see all the kind of, you know, whatever it is, I'm not, uh. Not an astronomer here, but, um, you know, you can see, you see thousands upon thousands, millions of stars. Every kind of constellation you could ever have, you've ever heard of, it is so clear and so beautiful and so majestic. And not only, not only was I feeling that whole, like, his majesty is on full display just being out there in the woods and looking up, but, but he started to talk to me about, like, that's what Abraham said when I said that your descendants would be as numerous as the stars. You see, and I don't believe, I think outside of holiness, you can't even see the true promise. Because if he saw what we typically see, he would say, oh, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, that'll be good. But he didn't see, he wouldn't be able to see the vastness. And there's something called light pollution. Yet in John 1, Yeshua is the light. So there's something that is a, something that was man-made created that serves a good purpose but is not as good as the real thing. And I'm telling you that if we let these things that seemingly are good in a day, if we let things outside of holiness pull our ear, pull our eyes, pull our affection, pull our attention, pull our focus, we will never even see. It's not, we're not holy so that we can receive the promise. We're holy that we, so that we can see the promise. So that, I, I believe that if, you, if we really got a grasp and a wind for what he wants to do through us in this day, there, we wouldn't have to have a message on holiness, They'll be like, what, in, what, what, what can I do? Put me, like, I'll stand in a box. I will stand, like, what, what do you want me to do? How do I find the secret place? I'm telling you that the things that Yahweh has planned for those who love him, all of us, eye has not seen nor ear has heard. And I'm telling you, we're stepping into amazing, incredible days, and I'm not here to hype you up. I'm here to say, please, please, because I want us to be a faithful vessel of this leaven to get this thing out. Please be holy, for he is holy. Let me read, let me read uh, one more thing. This is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 8. Yet how much more radiant is this new and glorious ministry of the Spirit that shines from us? That shines from us. While we're at it, let's just jump into it one more time here. And by one more time, I probably mean for the rest of my ministry. Isaiah 60 says, rise up in splendor and be radiant for your light has dawned. And, the, and Yahweh's glory now streams from you. Rise up in splendor and be radiant for your light has dawned in Yahweh's glory now. Say now now streams from you. Look carefully, darkness blankets the earth and thick clouds cover the nations, but Yahweh arises upon you and the brightness of his glory appears over you. Nations will be attracted to your radiant light and kings to your, the sunrise glory of your n- new day. If the FedEx guy is a seed, think of what the oak tree is going to look like. Nations Will be attracted to the radiant holiness and glory that's some, that's supposed to stream through you, through me. Lift up your eyes higher. Look all around you and believe. Remember, look look all around you and come into a covenant agreement that I don't care what the world is doing. I wasn't meant to be of that world. I'm meant to be of his world. And there is an unseen realm that the Bible talks about that I'm meant to stream into the culture around me. I've got. There has got to be something different. There has got to be a new taste of something wild. There has got to be a change in who says we are Yahweh's people. Who says we are sons and daughters? People that say my life has been changed by the, the, the sacrifice Yeshua made on the cross and that he has res- been resurrected within my life. There's gotta be a difference between you declaring that and the weakened warrior who goes to church on Sunday and is back on Facebook on Monday, who goes to church on Sunday and says, I've got healing in my hands and lays their hands on somebody, and then on Tuesday something goes a little wry in their life and they don't know what to do and their life goes to shambles. I'm sorry, you were the person that declared life over me and said that there's power within you and now you're shaken up because your finances don't look too good? Come on, man, where is the power, where is the convincing, where is the belief? It's because we're more convinced of the powers of darkness in front of us than we are of the unseen glory that is all around us and is actually far more real than anything you can see with your own natural eyes. Lift up your eyes higher, look all around you, and believe. For your sons are returning from far away, and your daughters are being tenderly carried home. Watch as they all gather together, eager to come back to you. Back to verse 8 in 2 Corinthians Chapter 3, yet how much more radiant is the new and glorious ministry of the Spirit that shines from us? For if in the former ministry of condemnation was ushered in with a measure of glory, how much more does the ministry that imparts righteousness far excel in glory? What once was glorious no longer holds any glory because of the increasingly greater glory that has replaced it. The fading ministry came with a portion of glory, but now we embrace the unfading ministry of a permanent impartation of glory. So then, with this amazing hope living in us, we step out in freedom and boldness to speak truth. Don't, don't think, th- th- this is not talking about, you see, we're, we're small-minded and we think that sometimes. So I'm talking about what once was here, that the rock and the former ministry, no, no, no. no. That's all part of this new glory. That was foundationally what we stand upon and can go higher and further and see so much more expansive realms because that ministry was so faithful. But don't get stuck in that ministry. But what this is talking about is the ministry that once had glory in this earth, that there was an old covenant, even even biblically, but also in our our day, in our lifetimes, where we had something that brought glory. But if we're so stuck on what did bring glory, we will never step into. To what does bring glory, and that today is holiness. That is that, that's always brought a measure of glory, but today His Majesty is on full display, and the only way to truly see His Majesty is through truly being holy. Listen to this. So then, with this amazing hope living in us, we step out in freedom and boldness to speak truth. We are not like Moses, who used a veil to hide the glory to keep the Israelites from staring at him as it faded away. Their minds were closed and hardened, for even to this day that same veil comes over their minds when they hear the words of the former covenant. The veil has not yet been lifted from them, but it is only eliminated when the one is joined to the Messiah." So until now, whenever the Old Testament is being read, the same blinding comes over their hearts. And I'm telling you, this is, this is, this is even to the degree of when, when, when we pray over somebody that has cancer and they die, and then we have another opportunity to pray over somebody that has cancer. This is a new day. This is a new glory. This is a new covenant. This is so, there's something new about, not, I'm not talking about just the year. I'm talking about right now. There's something different in the air. And if you look, you'll see it in the way that we've worshipped. You'll see it in the meetings that you have with people. You'll see it when you talk to somebody. There's a difference when, when the words of life, when his presence is there. There's something weighty about this time, about this year, about this day. And I, myself, am extremely excited about what he's going to do. about what he's doing and what he's going to do through us as we step into this belief. But sometimes that old covenant, that what used to happen, what used to be life, comes back. And it's just you might hear it in a song. You might hear it in an old sermon. You might think of it from an old day. It might be in a dream. And you have to be convinced that there is a new day. There is a new covenant. And not be blinded by what was former and be all in and full of faith with what's happening today. So until now, whenever the Old Testament is being read, the same blinding comes over their hearts. But the moment one turns to the Lord... The moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, listen to that. But the moment one turns to the Lord, turns their eyes away from this world and into the eyes of the one who is completely holy and completely faithful. With an open heart, the veil is lifted and they see. Now, the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit, Mm. and wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. Wherever the Holy Spirit is Lord, there is freedom. Not wherever there's law, not wherever there's good morals, not wherever there's a good leader, not wherever there's good, good, good. It's not, it's not good enough. His goodness is so much more vast, so much bigger than what we even give it credit for. So when we turn our hearts in that moment, we come into fullness, into relationship with the Lord through his Holy Spirit, which is the only way to display his power here on this planet. His holy say it with me. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Guess what? If you want the Spirit, you have to first be holy. His word is his word is his name is purposed. Holy Spirit, don't get the spirit without the holy. You have to step into holiness to let the spirit flow, to get the fullness of who he is. Lord, I'm referring to, the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit, and whenever he is Lord, there is freedom. Whenever he is Lord in your marriage, there's freedom in your marriage. Wherever he is Lord in your, in your finances, he is Lord, and he becomes freedom in that situation. And those things that felt like bondage and weight, hopefully not your marriage, but if it was, those things that felt like weight and bondage and holding you down, they become freedom. They become the essential agreed ingredient for you to be who you were actually designed to be. I'm not me without Eva. Joseph is not fully Joseph without Eva. I'm just a small picture of me. And I'm not me without you. We all come together to be the fullness, the full display of Yahweh's glory here. The Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit, and wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. We can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces, and with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. How beautiful. How beautiful. Let's not dam up that transfiguration by looking at something that is not of us in the first place. I, I feel it strong on me today that we are to, we are to be called into holiness. I, I, I cannot give you a law. If I give you a law, if I tell you that this is what you got to do, I can give you a good idea if you want to come talk to me. But I, I, if I give you a law or something that I'm going to gauge your holiness off of, I've missed the whole thing. It's Holy Spirit-led. And what might work for some does not work for others. And stop trying to convince yourself that this whole political thing works for you and you're called to it. I'm telling you. I haven't seen them yet. You're not in this room. We're called to a dip, we're way bigger, way bigger. Thank God you're not. Let us be transformed into the image of Christ here on this planet. Let every FedEx driver, every, every server, every waitress, every waiter, let every person that ever comes to you with an issue look upon your eyes and see the majesty that's on display through these mirrors today in 2022. That's what I, I mean. That's what I want. I, don't, I, ho- I hope hope I, I believe and I hope that you want the same thing. I believe and I hope that the church, as a in this nation, truly wants that same thing. And my prayer for this nation, my prayer for the church within this whole this whole this nation, this whole world, is that they just get a taste of the wild. That something wild just—I I mean, these big mega services that are that are that are powerful and really have changed people's lives. I don't mean to run them down, but what I'm saying is that when they're sitting there on their microphones and the headsets in there and they're telling them, "All right, let's go to verse 2. Oh, let's go to verse 3. Oh, bridge. Come on, let's do this." That all of a sudden something messes up electronically or whatever else and the Holy Spirit comes and floods that place to the degree they can never be the same. And that becomes leaven that impacts the entire globe. I I believe that if we aren't convinced of those things, if we aren't convinced that we are the answer, that is Christ in us, that's the hope of his goodness and his glory, then you can't expect it to come anywhere else. It's not coming through politics. <sighs> that might be the first breath I've taken today. It's not coming through politics, and it's right now not coming through the religious system. Amen. Be holy, because he is holy. Be complete, because he is complete. Be mirrors of the beauty and the glory that is in this day on full display. All you have to do is turn towards it, and you will reflect him. In a, in a spiritual way, that's what that looks like. In a practical way, that looks like being holy. Set apart, peripoesis, one belonging exclusively to another. It's very actually easy to see on people. You can see holiness on people. You might think you hide it, but if you can't see it on them, just let them open their mouth. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if when you speak, there's not goodness there's not holiness there's not majesty of what he's doing in this day your heart is sick and it's time to bring those things to the Lord and, and let him just say to you be anxious for nothing but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving in your heart. Make those requests known to Yahweh. Doesn't mean you can't pull them aside and say, why does this Why does this look this way? But what He's going to do is give you an answer that is the peace that surpasses all understanding and will guard your heart and guard your mind. And you will be a new person. You'll start to have not the mind of this world, not a good version of the mind of this world, you have the mind of Christ. You'll have the heart of Christ. You will have the glory of Christ through His Holy Spirit, stream Through you. Like, if we can't say amen to that, if we can't come to agreement on that, then what are we doing? Amen? His Majesty. That is an all encompassing word. His Majesty his superior supreme regal power reign his goodness his kindness his fatherhood his kingship his authority his beauty all of those things are under that umbrella of majesty and I'm telling you this year that's on full display that's that's something that is absolutely attainable and I think that we are going to be the ones to be able to see that look, just look, 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 look. Look, Yahweh now reigns as king. He has covered himself with majesty and strength, wearing them as splendor garments. Regal power surrounds him as he sits securely on his throne. He's in charge of it all, the entire world, and he knows what he's doing. Lord, you have reigned as king from the very beginning of time. Eternity is your home. Chaos once challenged you. The raging waves lifted themselves over and over, high above the ocean's depths, letting out their mighty roar, yet at the sound of your voice, they were all still by your might, what a majestic king filled with power, nothing could ever change your royal decrees they will last forever and holiness is the beauty that fills your house, amen, yes and amen why don't you stand to your feet let's lift our sails that means lift your hands we want the real thing Not only do we want the real thing in our lives, we want to reflect the real thing in our lives. Let me, let me say that this, if you don't want this, my eyes are closed, so you're all right. Put your hands down. But if you're real about this, if you truly are going to step in and want to step into holiness, I, Father, we ask you for the real thing. Soften those places in our heart that are hardened. Scrape the scales of our eyes so that we can see your majesty. As we step into holiness, let there be an actual, uh, an actu- there be evidence, evidence of the unseen worlds, things that things that, go, that that make us just, just in awe of your majesty. Help us to see that with our actual natural eyes, your glory and your goodness, because we want the real thing, and we want to reflect the real thing. We want to reflect your Holy Spirit in this culture, and so this tribe, this church, this people here ha- is saying yes to a lifestyle of holiness that you will guide us into and that you will direct us into, that you will help us into, that you will guide us us as a good father with your loving eyes into but we just in this day in this step we just take this step of holiness and say yes and amen and we're waiting to see your wonders among us we're waiting we're 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 standing in a joy-filled expectation We're being strengthened by your holiness, Father, and so we thank you for this day. We thank you for this word. Let it not fall on deaf ears. Let this become real. Let this seed get down deep. Let it get down into the heart of every man and woman and child in this place so that we might be reflective light to this culture, that it is our day to stand up and be radiant. Father, we love you. We honor you. Let us be a people of excellence, a people of stature. Let us be excellent in our finances. Let us be excellent in our relationships let us be excellent in all facets of our lives that we might reflect your glory in every single thing that we do take the fog off of our off of our coverings so that we can see the authentic flame within and if there's not one currently, I ask for an authentic flame to be put in the heart of every single person here that there is absolutely nothing to hide, but there's just vibrant fire that infects the culture around them. I declare this in the name and in the nature of Yeshua, the King. Amen. Amen. I love you guys so much. I thank you for listening to me, and, I, uh, and I'm, I'm just excited about what Yahweh is doing in this day and in this year. I hope you are too. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Tribe Podcast. To learn more about us, please visit our website at tribechurch.com.